0: My brother Brandon and I have been working in tech since about 2010. We've learned the fundamentals of design, development, and product. Today, we are both focused on building our own businesses that will last. The thing is, we still have so much to learn. In this podcast, we have honest conversations about our work as founders. We discuss problems we are facing, tactics to achieve our goals, and our philosophy of business. The conversations have been incredibly helpful for us. And we think you will enjoy them, too. It's time to build. Well, we were
1: talking about years in review, which I'm really into.
0: Yes. Have you ever written one of those or
1: done one for yourself? Oh, yeah. For myself, yes. There's this really amazing, like, I think it's a nonprofit technically. It's called yearcompass.com. Okay. You ever check that out? No. It's basically they open sourced years ago. I think they started in 2012, but they got a bunch of smart people together to write this like little like booklet mm-hmm. that you answer so it prompts you just like, with these questions and when you're done answering it you've thought about your year review and plan for the next year
0: that's amazing so
1: it's really cool and it's it's open source so you just literally go to yourcompass.com and like download the ebook yeah. basically and you can do the okay. activity and it's like that sounds really cool yeah you can read it a bunch of people have kind of open source style committed essentially to this booklet from various you know degrees professions whatever okay. and i think a lot of the questions are like very well designed to like get you to yeah. actually unlock like a good yeah. way to wind down your year and plan for the next one rather than just yeah. like the basics like what's yeah. your goal like it's yeah, like yeah, yeah better deeper question that bad you know? question yeah so I, I plan to do that i did it three years ago i think mm-hmm. three year or two years ago and it was really really useful and then i think weirdly last year or the year before but whatever the years i didn't do it since then yeah. i just like thought I knew what was happening in my life and was just like well I mean I'm just doing more of that yeah that I regret not doing it so this year I'm going to do it
0: yeah yeah this is like really the perfect time for it right yeah it's the that space between Christmas break starting and the new year starting which we're in today It's December what is it the 28th 29th yeah um it's a liminal space right it's a it's like a boundary place between two worlds uh, so it's it's funny because yeah. on the one hand you'd think just like an arbitrary day in the calendar doesn't yeah. matter, and it's true it doesn't, but it's just right. the fact that our entire culture has like formalized this break time. Yeah. So so that you just yeah. kind of have to be thrown into this like this boundary space in it's between every year at this time. So it's yeah. uh, it's really cool. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely very interested in in writing a year in review this year and publishing it and using that as like yeah jumping off point to think about next year i always do every year i always do though i couldn't find one for last year or sorry this year uh i couldn't find one for 2020 like january 2020 but every year before that for a while i had written like a one page kind of like goals for the year thing Interesting. and i just kind of made it up myself um, and it's always interesting to see when you just make stuff up for yourself and then you start finding these frameworks and these prompts, yeah. uh, yeah. how close you kind of slowly yeah. just rediscovered the best practices. Yeah, right. of course.
1: I mean, um, like yeah. if you're going to sit down and think like something like that long in the past and like that important and like most of the time it's like these milestones, mm-hmm. like I'm sure you get close enough. Cause like you either dig at the roots of your problems or you're just dealing with symptoms and like, yeah. I don't know. You and I have been pretty good about self-reflection for a long time. Yeah, I self You were doing that too in much, high school. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, it's like <laughs> a problem. I was going to say, yeah, then, then we call it neuroticism, which is what I've got. But yeah, overthinking is a problem. Yeah, I definitely um, self-reflect too much. Yeah, same. Uh, There's but, no uh, question. But I do look forward to this because like... This is the particular year where earlier before we hit record and had hot mics, like we were just talking about how a lot of people are like want to like do away with 2020, like make it like a blip on the radar, forget about it, whatever. And like I'm now that we've come around, talked about this a bit more and I've woken up. Um, I'm actually more bullish on like you should definitely do the year compass this year if you haven't like you should 100% do it because one of the questions, of course, you do is like, what are three things you're grateful for this year? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it just makes you answer that question. And like, I don't know maybe don't do the whole thing just answer that question and you'll remember that even though it was a weird year full of challenges for like the whole world there's still good cool stuff that happened
0: mm-hmm. so
1: mm-hmm. um that's kind of why i like it just reminds you of a bunch of stuff right like yeah I'm, you know of course i'm pretty down on this year but we started a company this year and it's working so that's kind of cool that's actually pretty cool so <laughs> like, incredible yeah. yeah right like it's like you know it's, as much as i'm
0: sad yeah it's stuff, not just the gratitude stuff that's all really valuable and important. And yeah. I agree with you. But if this year was nothing but disaster, right, in my mind, that makes it more worthy than anything of recording that and writing it down and reflecting on it. True. Yeah, right. Like it's yeah. um gonna be an important pivotal time yeah. in your life. And right now it feels like crap. But yeah, I think in a year or a couple of years, a lot of people will see or look back on this like pain as a yeah. massive impetus for growth in their life. Yeah. Right. It's and it's reason. and it'll be a shame if it's all kind of fuzzy and, and lost. Wow. I think you we, should uh, like approach it and and write it out.
1: No, 100 percent. Also, because I went on a weird YouTube tour last night with my partner she Uh-oh. was like just playing videos on youtube and like slowly they go from like kind of interesting to like you go down the hole off the, um, yeah, yeah off exactly the but one of them we landed on which was earlier before we got too deep down the hole was um rain wilson the actor who plays uh-huh. dwight Schrute yep. from the office uh apparently he has like a youtube show and he was going to interview uh john um from the office as well who plays mm-hmm. jim and uh anyway before it though he was do- he did this little talk on like gratitude mm-hmm. and it was really interesting because it's scientific fact So I don't know where his sources are, but I can dig them up later at some point. But basically, the short story is he said at the end of the day, if you write down um, things you're grateful for at the end of the day, it increases your happiness. So Mm -hmm. your contentment stuff just is like high and like statistic, like fact, proven neurologist, whatever, blah. He's like, yeah, your gratitude goes up or sorry, your happiness goes up if you write it down. He's like, here's the kicker, though. If one of the things you wrote down involves a human and you go tell them, Mm -hmm. if you just go over to that person, you're like, hey. I'm grateful to you for whatever. He's like, your happiness goes up for the month. Interesting. Flat. Yeah. yeah. It's like, you're just, you're just happier for a whole month because you told somebody mm-hmm. that you're grateful for them for and a very ex- explicit and specific reason. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that's weird. So that's also been kind of factoring in this whole like do the year compass thing because like having a reason to reach out to people this year, especially this year, because of all the negativity around it being like, hey, you you made a difference in my life this year for this reason. I feel like it's going to be a nice thing.
0: That's a fantastic idea. And there's a selfish outcome. Theoretically, they're you're going to be happy for a while. So, I'm like, very curious cool, yeah. how in these studies they're measuring happiness. But uh, <laughs> usually, <laughs> it's a it's a one to ten Likert scale you know, where like the person self, self reports. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: like. But okay. I mean, I didn't read the methodology. This is I don't know. Look up the Rain Wilson interview with John uh, Krasin, Krasinski. 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 Yeah. Yeah.
0: Interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I hope. hope. Cool. Can you? I hope you do this, and will you publish yours? I want you to publish it. You want me to publish it? Yeah, I do. Okay.
1: All right. I got to
0: I want to read it on the internet. All right.
1: Okay. Read it on the internet. You got to do. Deal. Thank I you. I was thinking about writing like a formal front facing
0: like year in review and then also doing the year compass, but maybe
1: I'll just publish both.
0: Yeah, I mean, up to you the format. If you want to make it more professional or buttoned up, that's fine. No. But I think just Not doing doing it once <laughs> and keeping it raw, and publishing it would be cool. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean that that would be cool. Uh yeah. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to work on on mine this week. And I think I almost feel like I've bitten off more than I can chew with this. Like, it's Uh-oh. so much work to to do this, um, mm-hmm. but I'll try and just publish no matter how far I get. So at least, you know, to, to other people, they won't know that I only got like 40% through. Oh, right. Because yeah. this year, um, I think every year is like this, actually, honestly. Yeah. This year, like the last several for me, have been just filled with so many learnings and things to reflect on. Yeah. It's crazy. Like I have started like rough notes, which I'd be I'd love to talk about with you now. Like we can start thinking about some of the things. Yeah. We learned. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm just like looking at my quick summary and I know I've not even dug up all the stuff yet. If I go back and look at calendar events and stuff, I'll find way more, right? Oh yeah. And it's like, this list is huge. I could write an essay or several on like any one of these bullet points. Yeah. and it's So it's just like kind of daunting, this task I've set for myself on like chronicling the learnings for the year because there are so many. You know, one thing that like just thinking about the gratitude stuff and the happiness levels. One thing yeah. that's really become super obvious to me in r- r- the last part of this year yeah, uh, or throughout is how true it is that people have a sort of default baseline of happiness. Oh, yeah. Right. You sort of yeah. have this baseline that you trend towards day in and day out. Yep. And these shocking events, even the most dramatic ones, either like insane euphoric joy, yeah, right, or like Peace. utter misery and nice. fear. Um yep. it's it's incredible how fast it like trends back down to your baseline. Oh,
1: yeah, that's a paradox.
0: It's so weird. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, I'm looking at my list of stuff from this year and thinking about it. And like this year for me, for sure, had a couple like exceptional peaks and valleys. Oh, yeah. And it's like, but like sitting here today, I'm like, I kind of just feel like myself, like I always do. And like looking back, it's like, yeah, that was like really brutally upsetting. But it was like maybe like a week, less than a week. Like, yeah, right. Even like horrible, horrible stuff. Yeah. No matter what you do, if
1: you put it on time.
0: Yeah. So something I'm grateful for forever is my baseline status. That's good. I, for whatever reason, won the lottery of genetics plus experience. And so like my personal baseline is like really good. I'm always kind of generally optimistic and like pretty happy And there's like maybe sometimes a bit of a tinge of anxiety about the future at worst. And it's like, that's it. That's pretty good. That's like a secret superpower. I'm really jealous of you. I'm aware of that. I know that a lot of people don't have that baseline and it's just like a constant advantage that I walk around with.
1: That's so interesting.
0: I kind of want to like
1: map that now across
0: my life. Cause
1: like in high school, mine was super low Mm. as you know, like Mm -hmm. as I wrestled with my depression and ever since then i've been moving the baseline up yeah so like s- straight up since i was like 17 years old mm-hmm. till today like my baseline has just gone up mm-hmm. in general but like mm-hmm. and i read a lot of stuff about how to move the baseline up so i don't know i talk about a few of
0: them but like i think you should that's, that's really sure. impo- like really important but it's, what's it's like true what's my like, success must come like first of all i think you have to accept or remove a limiting belief that yeah. you have to agree or accept the premise that you can move your baseline yes you can but you can but it's it's really hard work right yes it's not if like you're listening you can you definitely can right. yeah. um so that's step one i think right yeah you can 100%. move it but it's extremely hard work right it's kind of like moving the level of your yeah your body mass index like maybe harder than that like anyway yeah um, well you, you've done more than i have probably here so
1: yeah i mean it, like it follows like a flow i guess like step in order to actually do it so that you move your true baseline up like you kind of have to figure out mindfulness first which is can be quite a journey but essentially really medi- yeah m- meditation mindfulness why do you up. have to do that first if you can't catch your thought and you can't catch the thought process that occurs that spawns and starts the entire cascade of events that usually drives you down or oh, drives okay. you up in emotional status, like moves you from base. Mm-hmm. If you can't figure out what that thought is, you can't isolate the actual trigger that moves you down most of the time. And then if you can't catch that trigger that moves you down, you can't see that thought pattern, which is straight up a habit loop. If you've ever read Charles mm-hmm. DeHigg's work um, about the power of habit, okay, um, it's the same thing. So like it's, it's called CBT, Cognitive Behavioral Therapy okay so the theory is if you figure out mindfulness so you can you can isolate the thoughts that come that trigger basically your body will then operate like a um it's it's like, like a, a pattern any, yeah, any no pattern. type of pattern yeah. but generally it's a, a thought pattern but your mind moves so quick right like you don't usually notice all this stuff it's just you're just yeah, you're in someone it. Yeah. someone you know steps in front of you on the sidewalk and you're just mad at them now Instantly, because you're like, whoa. Yeah. Like, COVID, man, give me two meters. Like, there's a whole thing that, like, went like a triggering process, Mm -hmm. like, whatever, whatever, right? Mm -hmm. So, if you're good enough, you'll catch, like, oh, I overly get grumpy at people who cut me off because of COVID distance rules or something. If you caught that thought Mm -hmm. before you got negative and thought, hey, that person's sucky, Mm -hmm. you can think to yourself, they're on the phone with their wife and they just got really bad news and they're not paying attention to everything Mm -hmm. around them. So they just took a step to the left. Like they're not doing it to you is the short story. So like this type of activity, like catching the thought and be like, no, there's a positive, there's a reason this happened. That has nothing to do with me, Mm -hmm. which alleviates the pressure that I'd put on this person and and Mm -hmm. like blame them be like, Oh, you suck. Right. So like doing that stops the negative pattern. So anyway, mindfulness is important because you can catch what makes you go up and what makes you go down. And it's really hard work. You should start meditating. There's amazing apps. There a lot of them are free. There's yeah. an incredible amount of free stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, headspace, waking up. I've listened. Yeah,
0: I've listened to quite a bit of Sam Harris mm-hmm. on this topic, who does yeah, the waking, waking up, up app. And I've tried yeah. the waking up app several times, though I can never really establish like a mindfulness practice personally. Yeah, but, but that's on. the thing, is that
1: took me probably six years.
0: Yeah, it's really hard. Because I was
1: in and out, in and out, in and out. Like.
0: But Sam, I thought, always did a good job of talk speaking to me personally because he's a little more like I guess at the he talks about it at a very conceptual level a lot. Yes. Kind of walking through like how he works. And so he's really helped me understand that concept of how most of the time your default position is you're essentially a passenger or not yes. passenger is not even the right word actually i think a good one's the like fish in water uh oh yeah metaphor you're a fish in water yeah and like the water is your thought pattern yep so it's like yep. it's so unapparent to you that it's even there you're not yep. you're not about right, yeah. being in water or yep. in that habit loop you just are executing And that's like most of the time how your mind is hundred percent. Right. So, so then mindfulness is this act of like somehow pulling yourself out of the water or like removing yourself or giving some distance so you can then observe the thought itself. Correct. Which is crazy. And it's, yeah, yeah, I know it's, and it's
1: learning, but it's learning. And this is what's funny. Five minutes a day of meditation. Do it over like a few months and you'll have it. Mm hmm. That's it. Like, it's like, you're not asking for mine. You're really not. If you do 10 minutes a day, you'll move faster. You'll get deeper. That's where Headspace comes in. That's a great one Um, for. Anyway, it's a great app for like, if you don't want like Sam Harris is like a highly intellectual and like explains things from that place yeah. where Andy Pudicombe, the CEO of Minds uh, Headspace, he's more like. Like he was a Buddhist monk for like fifteen years, so he's more about like the practice of it's meditation cool, yeah. and less about the neurology and the scientific kind of yeah. The, con- the it's still in there, really, but yeah. like yeah, he like he doesn't like tell the the listener about it necessarily. Yeah, yeah. He just is like going through the thing anyway. Right. Both are amazing. Both I think have free openings. If you are low income and you email Sam Harris, he gives you the app for free. Like uh-huh. they're they're chill about that stuff. Uh, anyway, they're great. That's the first step because removing yourself and being able to observe the thought and thought pattern is like what's required essentially to start to reprogram literally Mm -hmm. how your brain works Mm -hmm. um and that's the other part of why the sam harris stuff is cool is because he's you know a neurologist and like they have studied this now they basically the more you form thought connections that connect to like when you see a thing and it triggers an emotion Mm -hmm. if you you can basically make those mental connections stronger and the more that you fire basically your neurons around in your brain across certain connections, the stronger they become Mm -hmm. kind of like a muscle, right? Flex, it gets bigger.
0: Uh,
1: So the other side of this is okay. Mindfulness, let's pretend you don't feel like doing that for some reason. Please do it though. Try it, try it. It's really, really, really valuable to you and all of your things in life. Um, You can also do this other trick, which is notice when you get really happy, Mm -hmm. which is like, weird to people but like seriously if you if you're walking down the street and you like touch a post and it burns your hand for some crazy reason you're gonna stop and stare at this thing for a while and be like what the hell like this hurts why did yeah. that happen you'll like study it and you'll be like what uh, anyway very normal because humans avoid obviously we're designed to avoid pain so whatever so we like study things mm-hmm. that hurt us um, but we don't study things that make us super happy because mm-hmm. it's just not in our base instincts so the if you're I don't know. You're walking down the street and your kid does something really cute, and you feel a swell of like emotion or whatever. You're supposed mm-hmm. to sit with it for six seconds. Mm-hmm. So really, like, think harder into that thing. Why did it make you happy? What did they do? What is the exact sensations? Like, why do you feel this way? And just keep like basically building and and like growing that happiness,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and um, it actually will cause your brain to make those connections deeper and stronger between yeah. that visual input and that emotional stimulus and over time you will increase your base level of happiness that's because crazy. it'll it'll more quickly fire those things instead of the negative thought patterns right interesting so you have yeah. to spend a lot it's really hard though it's Sounds funny super, like, yeah i know it's really hard you yeah. get really happy suddenly and then you have to think about it really hard really yeah. Yeah. It's, weird. Yeah. it's weird it's weird but it's it's, yeah, it's
0: so it's easy it's to beautiful. just breeze through that mm-hmm. totally agree it's super valuable though like, so the model. way so just to kind of summarize i guess the way you approached in increasing your baseline over many years was like first mindfulness so that you could observe thought your thought patterns and triggers yep and then what and then you sort of systematically tried to go after the triggers did yep. that, yeah okay so you're trying yep. to somehow lower the amounts of tr- exposure to negative triggers and increase the number of positive ones like is that kind of the strategy yeah so uh, broadly speaking yes in the very
1: early days okay in the very early days i wasn't equipped to deal with negative triggers which is why those statements like trigger warning and all that other stuff exists at the risk of getting political i think you have to go through bad things eventually like you have to learn the skill sets to be like oh a bad thing is happening to me
0: yeah now i I
1: need to deal with that yeah so like you can't just avoid them that's you won't live life sorry (laughs) like so um, at the beginning, yes, because I was like, obviously in such a negative place and like bad spot that it was like better for me to like, if I know if I go to a club at night, I'm going to like drink and then I get like negative. It's like, I just don't go out and I don't drink because that was the easier yeah, way. So at the just beginning. total removal. Right. Right. Yeah. Just when, be like, well, possible. don't go there. Yeah. <laughs> like, so okay. obviously, but when you're through like these bad spots, like I was yeah anyway, like taking, uh, antidepressants and all this stuff. Uh, once you're through that, then then you get used to it. But there, then you learn like the techniques for dealing with the negative ones. And like, like, cause you will get triggered. Like something will cause you to like think really negatively out in the world while you're doing stuff. Mm-hmm. So you learn how to deal with those in just different ways. Yeah. And again, it's the same process though. Mindfulness first, because if the negative trigger happens, you do what I just said. You replace the thought. Mm-hmm. So rather than having the automatic thought run through where you'd think the person who stepped in front of you is a big meanie, mm-hmm. you replace the thought with they're living their life they're exactly like you you have to remember they're their own human who's also walked the earth for whatever 30 years with their own series of life problems probably just as serious as yours yep. so as soon as you realize that you're like okay and you have way more forgiveness for the person yeah so it's like it's it's those things that you do to like f- stop the bad pattern um but yeah broadly speaking over the years it's like do that uh do mindfulness first and all things then it's you know the six second happiness thing is like a technique kind of that you can use but there's just a pile like a massive pile of other techniques um basically that yeah i don't know i yeah. learned over time and just slowly moving that that bar up gratitude meditation is one type of right. thing yeah. obviously the year compass thing or sorry what we were talking about with rain wilson might yeah. be interesting a daily journal was huge for me for a long time a daily journal oh no yeah? oh, cool yep. interesting oh man i have it's actually funny i should dig this up at some point I have one from early two thousands where I wrote about you in it, and I was reading it the other day. oh um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> good yeah. stuff. I hope. Uh, well, let's just say you've achieved what the concern I had in it. <laughs> um, I had <have> this concern because <laughs> you were a music me. teacher at the time, sorry? and I was like, "You're a music teacher still?" Oh yeah, okay. At the time of the entry, in 2000? and I remember, no,
0: I wasn't. Oh man, Not then it's close. an earlier book. Not even close. When were in you in two thousand? I was. Oh no, no, no it was during high school. University. Sorry. Yeah, no, it was during high school. It was like 2007 or eight or nine. Th- 2008. It might have been 2009 was when I graduated yeah. university, I think. Yeah. I'm really bad with time. So, yeah, yeah it's like anyway, nice.
1: <laughs> wherever it was, you're a music teacher because that's what the thing said. <laughs> but, nice. anyway, all that matters is you were a music teacher and I wrote some stuff. And, like, part of that was just like me making, like, worried. Because we had some conversation and you had mentioned you like wanted kids, like all this stuff. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I, w- I, hope, I hope I can help my brother in some way, make sure that he gets what like he needs in his life. But I'm worried mm-hmm. as a musician, like a teacher, he won't have the salary to like support the <laughs> <Yeah. a> family <laughs> okay. that he nice. like wants. Right. Yeah. So I wrote this uh, thing about how idea. like I'm going to have to make sure that I can help you get there. <laughs> yeah, that's <so> sweet. It <laughs> is sweet. Thank like, you well, come welcome. <laughs> like, I mean, it's just funny because I nice still like, well,
0: feel looked out for like that. Hey, I don't know. Maybe, maybe the thoughts beget things, and that no, I think you did it. You should uh, write another entry soon uh, because now I'm a solo, bootstrap founder. So, salary risk is uh, is real again. (laughs) sure, I'll write another (laughs) one. It's back. Yeah. (laughs)
1: Let's see if we can do better this time.
0: Yeah. Oh well.
1: Honestly, but um, yeah,
0: yeah. So this year, what did you learn? What's one thing? because the baseline improvement which is fantastic and very optimistic so i'm glad yep i'm really happy you f- you figured that out um but you've been doing that for a while what's oh, yeah. what's new this year 2020 what was one thing just on the learned? whole year yeah what was one thing you learned oh man i think i became
1: a lot better at sales oh cool
0: yeah. what's one, one really positive thing? we could probably talk a lot about sales probably um, but what's one standout lesson or like aha moment or realization you had about sales that improved <laughs> your skills
1: sure uh that i'm not necessarily good and that when you meet a salesperson that someone says is good it, it's not that they're like silvered tongue and like just like this, like, I don't know, like weird entity that enters a deal and like closes it. Mm-hmm. It's that they just do more things. They get in more deals, they work more leads, they like from a volume perspective, send far more emails, do way more touch points, are just constantly connecting with their end cus- potential customer or whatever. Um, that's mm. good sales. Good sales is not some upper echelon of like speech pattern talent, like whatever. It's right. not no like it's, that got to be more like hard work it's and a number yeah it's, it's probably responsible for one percent of a deal closing mm. is like that like extra like little like, ability to influence yeah or that like mm. a salesperson has i'm sure there are yeah. many and other job but i mean i'm referring to b2b yeah. agency style sales like at the end of the day it's right time right place right product right price right <laughs> like that's it obviously the the all the other stuff is more like if you're like really personable sociable all those things you, you make friends you're gonna get into a deal because of that like a person mm-hmm. will say hey we're gonna spend money <laughs> and you should come bid like that's where, where you get those yeah. like you get the leads essentially yeah. Yeah. Like everything else in that process is just like it's it's a process like there's literally an in and, and out and like it's a system yeah. that yeah. runs yeah. that's it cool. and like the better you are at sales it's just you do more of that <laughs> like, yeah way more. if i just increased my touch points that's, i probably would have that's actually
0: really good news in my mind well <laughs> that's yeah, great good. because it's probably way harder to learn how to be like an oh, yeah. expert influencer and yeah. negotiator and like just know how to because you're in real time with another human being and know how to like really work like work yeah it personally Yep. Not that you shouldn't learn that stuff, but it's like oh, yeah. to become an expert at that sounds like super hard, at least yeah. to me versus, oh, I just have to do more stuff. Yep. Like just yep. think about my process, think about my inputs and outputs and my touch points and like try and increase the number. Yeah, that sounds so much simpler. It's just yeah. like it's hard work, but it's simple work. It's just you just yeah. do more. More yeah. work. It's, <laughs> okay, great. Yeah. Like, Anyone you, can do that. Exactly. No,
1: literally. Yeah. Just do it right now.
0: Like when when you're saying
1: immediately. Yeah. The biggest thing that I wrestle with all the time is anything that comes remotely close to cold marketing. Mm. I just like, I fall over in my chair. I, I kick stones. I just won't do it. I won't send an email to an email Mm. list that I've cultivated. That's cold. I just can't. Like, and I don't know what it is. I think it's because I grew, I, I came up through marketing and everyone was always like, just don't, just don't cold market. Like, don't. Mm. <laughs> and like, I lived through the era of spam. Mm. Like everyone just spamming all the time. They get That's, your email, they send you stuff. Right now we're living through it on LinkedIn. Era. Like, like how many LinkedIn yeah. requests do you get that have a pitch and like the note? Like, it's just, yeah, it's so irritating. And like, literally people are trying to sell me their sales prospecting tools where they're like, we send LinkedIn connections with an email note thing then yeah, okay. it makes sales and you're like, no, Whatever. just stop it. Like yeah. I've never accepted one of those. Yeah. Like, anyway, right. I hate it. I think everyone gets it. Um, but like at the end of the day, as a salesperson, they work, I'm sorry, but they work. Mm-hmm. It's more, it's more touch points, more chances. Mm-hmm. And all those are doing is targeting right place, right time, right product, basically. Yeah. Cause it's just, if you send a hundred of those in one week, like even if you catch like two or three people who go, you know what, you're right, right timing. I do have this problem, you do, uh, yeah. you
0: know, whatever. Timing is so important. Like it's as a cringe. consumer, yeah. my, my consumer self mm-hmm. sees this all the time. I just, yeah, I don't really I'm the kind of person who really hates doing like price comparison shopping and stuff and like yes. spending all this time yeah. on a purchase. It's like so it's just like if I'm randomly thinking about a problem I have that day yeah, and I hit that marketing. Yeah pitch like that yep. day it's like oh perfect yeah it's like pretty much almost always an automatic yes yeah for yep. for 90 percent of of purchase decisions
1: also right. by the way uh i will have to find this somewhere but it i read it from a source a long time ago and i still quote it so now i'm feeling weird because i usually try to source myself oh. so <laughs>
0: yeah
1: whatever moral stories uh the better you are at sales the faster you buy Oh, it's a, it's a weird relationship that people have discovered. This is if crazy. you are like a top notch salesperson, you walk in and you buy a car off the lot, like really fast. I'm really it's fast like, at buying
0: stuff. I'm just saying, yeah. Man, I, usually might, means- I might be good at sales because yeah. I I can work hard and I, I'm I buy sure things, things way, way too, too fast. fast. <laughs> yep. Yep. No, nope. but it's like, it's like an HBR thing. They looked in
1: yeah. and they're like, it's interesting. But yeah, because like usually they walk in and they, they, they've run the whole thing. So when they mm-hmm. go in to do one of these negotiations, they're like, well, I know what you can move on. I know what you're going to like. We just... So like, right. I'm just going to tell you, yeah. can we skip thing to the, and like, to the we, end the, we can yeah. respect each other on that. And like, yeah. usually people are like, yeah, okay. Yeah. And they just like, kind of go. It's yeah. like, they're like, they're like, you don't need to take it to the back office, to the manager upstairs to come back with the paper and <laughs> tell me you're going to take 5% off. We don't yeah. need to do it. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's okay. I know. You know, it's, it's chill, man. And yeah. then everyone's like, oh, okay. Yeah. it's amazing. This... But they're also faster decision makers because they know they need to do more output to mm-hmm. like win. Yeah. Um, and they also, I find salespeople like true everyday sales people find uh, understand the value of a dollar like in terms of like many mm-hmm. ways um mm-hmm. so
0: but, this yeah. reminds me this like what you I mean, learned about sales thing reminds me of a pattern i've noticed mm-hmm. after being like an introspective learner like i am for just like yeah. so many years yeah i've noticed a sort of pattern in knowledge acquisition right and then the stuff that we all obsess over in the sort of tech culture and yeah. this pattern is like most stuff it's like you can so easily get distracted by what I'd think of as an engineer as premature optimization right yeah it's like the books and books and podcasts and products Mm -hmm. and it's like endless right knowledge on how to like influence right like that thing you talked about sort of in the room um and it's like that like there's this disproportionate amount of material that covers really only like the one percent of the problem that almost yep. no one actually needs to be a master of.
1: Correct. Yeah. And In right that, and, the re- deals, and, and
0: the reason and the reason yeah. is it's because it's what people like you would say it's yeah. sexy, right? Yeah. It's cool. it's attractive. Yeah. So people like to study it and learn about it. Yeah. But when it comes to results, um the truth, the thing that actually moves the numbers and really matters that in the 80% you need to know you can learn in like two days or one oh, yeah. Yeah. and it's like usually not sexy and boring. And so in this no, case with sales, work. it's just like, okay, just like figure out your process and like do more yeah. work, yep. like just do, do more. more just do yep. more. Yep. That's like yeah. so unsexy and not what I want to hear. I want to hear yeah. like, what's the way I can close that? Like one, whale of a deal through some sort of amazing kind of movie style conversation right which is ridiculous um the other one i've been thinking about recently because i've been thinking more about finance and like learning more about it um is this is what investing advice is like right there's there's, it's the same same pattern there's an endless amount of talk and books and stuff you can buy like products and like and it's all optimizing around like learning about the market and all the different ways you can structure uh, yeah. stock purchases and investments and like the different accounts and it's like it's a 100%. lot of stuff right yeah but the stuff most people need to know that like i want to teach my kids like yep. that gets you the actually wealthy is like yep. pretty boring yep and already been figured out a hundred percent it's like incredibly straightforward yep. and you you can learn it in yeah like probably a day or two right you yep. just oh yeah okay.
1: <laughs> there's there's an amazing I actually got the recommendation from my friend uh Desiree
0: she writes half banked I yeah I've followed her on uh She's I've followed her it. like at a distance sort of on Twitter and stuff oh but she got she acquired was, she recently, was your right? colleague uh yeah she was acquired she
1: she she actually works at Shopify. Shopify yeah nice. yeah but she was acquired uh her blog was acquired by a yeah. different entity I think yeah money sense actually One which thing. is really amazing anyway cool. She's the coolest. But she recommended me this book. I will have to find it. I'll write it in the show notes. Uh, I forget the gentleman's name, but like it's like five rules to getting wealthy. And like literally his intro letter thing in it yeah. when you like open it, like, you know, on the second page after you it says the publisher, it's like this is all just hard work. Don't, there are no secrets. Like, 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 I'm not going to tell you, like, you know, <laughs> buy lock in
0: Tesla 420. put like, you're going to yeah, be rich. Yeah. Like It's that's like, that's how That's the thing. And it's funny, because even though I know this is true, it's like I mm-hmm. get caught up in it too. I'm Same. not, I'm just like anyone. And I'm like interested in crazy things right. and like this. And it's like, it's all like stuff I don't understand. So it's extra compelling, right? right? It's like, yeah. well, what's this mystery? Like, what are these words these people are throwing around the stock? Market? Yeah, I should get language. language and investing. Yeah. And it's like when you start like going into it it's like oh no like i actually already kind of know yeah you just like put money in and you do it as early as you can and you don't take it out yeah and that's it (laughs) that's the end of what you need to know about getting (laughs) rich with investing yeah this is also what i liked about this guy though that des
1: recommended is he he talks about like basically protecting against the worst case scenarios like kind of first in the book and then starts to worry about like, you know, buying the upside stuff like a standard. Yeah. Like hold the S and P 500 for a really long time. Like you're, you basically your money's going to grow in, in mm-hmm. all intellectual theory, barring any, you know, crazy catastrophic events on the monetary system. If there's system.
0: anything we've learned from 2020, it's that yeah. billions of people have a highly vested interest in making yeah. sure that it that happens. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if I actually had money to trade this year, fair enough i will admit it's like remains to be seen the fallout sure. from 2020 yeah. definitely remains to be seen so yeah. i i might be the money hitting, printer, i man. might be the really embarrassed about this recording thing i just said <laughs> like a year few years now. from now yeah when it all shuts um, down apple got all to like zero. living hand to mouth in the forest perfect um, i'll be ready for that day because money now, won't matter Jeremy anymore Myers. we'll just be bartering <laughs> Yeah, this is like what I love about the the Bitcoin uh, movement, but like oh. the more like the libertarian end of it. Oh, it's just like so funny. It's like because we're going to need the Bitcoin so that when the financial system collapses, oh, we yeah. still have this asset. We yeah, can trade. It's the same thing. Libertarian. Uh, That's so funny
1: because people sure love but they it used to
0: be with gold. Right. And it's oh, like, oh, yeah. well, I'm stashing actual gold. So yeah. I have this yeah. asset. I can trade when everything when the collapse comes right yeah and now that's it's the same mentality but it's moved to bitcoin and it's just like so funny to me because i'm sitting here thinking um like if we get to that point if that's the point we get to in society i feel like the last thing i'm gonna be worried about is having like a cache of gold nuggets or bitcoin i can use right I agree. <laughs> like, there's going to be some more urgent. I'm just, I'm like, where, where's this marketplace you imagine emerging where you're like yeah. trading your Bitcoin in an event yeah. like that? Right.
1: Where, where's, where's all the nodes
0: that are running the it's ledger? Like, at that, that point, make sure that yeah, it's accurate. Right. Like, yeah, exactly. on all those computers that are working at when the point, world ended. Just, at that point, <laughs> we're just hitting each other with rocks, hoping exactly. to get like a can of beans. <laughs> so it's like, what do you preparing Dude, for
1: <laughs> it just makes me think of the video game fallout where they trade bottle caps yeah, because those were readily available and were a yeah. good you know thing for money <laughs> That's like, that thing, was just... i
0: think eventually we would reset and like things would come back so yeah. like maybe the libertarians are actually right and they're just playing a longer game they're like oh Even no longer. i'm going to be in my shelter for the first 10 years but then All i'll longer. emerge and i'll have this shiny rock yeah <laughs>
1: that yeah. no
0: one else has and i can trade it It's
1: so funny to think though, but like, yeah, it's like, if the, if the world ends, like you really think it's just going to come back and be like, Oh, let's do it again.
0: Like you'll have, yeah. yeah, It's 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 an an interesting assumption. I will say I actually do love a lot of things about the libertarian mindset. So this is not meant to be a rag on libertarianism. That's just an an aspect of it. I
1: find like so funny. But I mean, like I've had this conversation with friends who are like really into like chaos theory and they like talk about like anarchy as like a way to rule a society. And like, yeah, we just get into these weird, deep, that but yeah, it's like
0: flat out. Disagree. Nope. It's, it's not it's, there's a bunch of
1: reasons that doesn't work. It's not how these
0: monkeys work. Right. Yeah. It's fun to talk about though. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, I, w- I
1: will admit. <laughs> we all love that stuff. So what did I learn? Salespeople, chaos theory. We've gone very far, yeah. but yeah. Uh, the short story is for the vast majority of sales professionals, do more things, do more actions, do more work. Um, For a very small number of you who actually broker, 20 million dollar plus deals yes learn how to do high stakes negotiations and like yeah. all these very specific but it's like that's kind of the thing like we were talking about earlier today i play warcraft and i broke some records over the break um Ooh, flex. it's like warcraft right? i know i gotta put it out there i'm i'm standing by this man like we're gonna talk about D D all the time and the fact that i play video games um but anyway it's like you don't need to worry about so many things until you finally hit like you know what i mean like an olympic athlete is worried about ex- the exact moment in a the day that they, they have a protein intake because they're an olympic athlete like the rest of you go to the gym like yeah. just go to the gym exactly <laughs> like, that's well not now it's a pandemic workout at home but like you get the point right so that's
0: what yeah it's premature optimization right exactly. optimization totally is healthy. fine when it's not premature but yeah. the fact is it's almost always 100 like, yeah almost always too soon yeah. to optimize yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 so the only so yeah, work, work on happiness. Actually, so actually, here's a huge lesson I learned this year as I Sweet. started out on my, like in the end, end quarter of the year, as I started out, I left Shopify and started out on my own just yeah. trying to build a business. Um, I can see multiple ways in which I fell for the premature optimization trap um, at the level of like designing a business, like trying to right. come up with a business. Um, and so like it's... I think one one there's probably many but the one that for me stands out the most is social media actions Uh, yeah yeah. I I thought at the very beginning I was I really had it in my head that I need to get out there and get known more and like start like being more public right um and that was absolutely right and an amazing instinct that I want to talk more about in a bit but the way it manifested in my business in one way was just way too much time and thought in social media. Mm. Like I was putting out a lot of stuff all the time. Really It's the mindshare that it got that bothers me the most thinking a lot more about it for the first time in a few years. Yep. And like trying to get all my accounts set up and like doing more of it and like not feeling many results, but like kind of sticking to it too much. And like trying to make sure I have like a sort of frequency of of engagement there. Um, And it just went way too far. And then I and then I noticed that. And so I tried to pull it back in and was like, okay, like I need to stop spending so much time on this. I need to think of like a new way. So I came up with like a more streamlined strategy um, and started executing on that. At some point, I realized I could save a bunch of time by um uh, like free up a bunch of mental space by chunking oh yeah Yeah. uh so i i I subscribe to buffer so that i can chunk right so it's just like now there's just kind of one moment a week i need to think about it and then do that and then it automatically works all good in theory right Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but it was a classic it has been just a classic premature optimization failure like it was a total I want to say almost total waste of my time for my business. Yep. Um, I should have thought basically zero about it. <laughs> like, yeah, the fact that I even had a kind of approach and tried it a lot and then even came up with a strategy to fix that approach and with yep. the offer, like that's ridiculous to me now looking back. Yep. It's like that was, um, yeah, not, it's not something I think I should have worried about in the first three months, um, almost yep. at all like yeah. some posting on social media fine yeah but yep. i should not have worried about it i should not have strategized anything about it i'm just yep. a compulsive strategizer yep um same i should not have like put this much mind share and energy into it the only valuable thing and i got it a social media and i think yep. it makes sense because it's in the name social um yeah. it's, it's done almost nothing for my business i think in terms of like, it's hard to measure, really, how much... I think there's been a maybe a bit more of, like, awareness of I'm in this space, for sure. Yeah. But that, I could have got that result, I think, with, like, an a fraction of the work and thought, right? The main thing I got that was really valuable was a few social connections. It's, like, I started to, like, through social media, I've, like, met a couple people and, like, deepened these relationships that, like, didn't exist before.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: yes. that was... That is incredibly good, powerful stuff. And so that should be the only real use of it now in my mind going forward. Um, And so, yeah, and there's like other premature optimization things for sure. But I'm like really noticed all this and I'm going to fix it up. And so like going into next year, um, much like your sales advice, I'm like, okay, no, no. Like the strategy for me right now as an early stage founder with nothing. Mm-hmm. I have no mm-hmm. business model whatsoever, right? right? Yeah. Yep. Um is to just do more actions. Like I need yep. to do way more. Yeah. Uh like I need higher throughput. Um and the way to do that for me is not to increase my work hours. That is a bad way. The way to do it is to ship more uh and ship lighter. Yeah. Like really get things stripped much further down to their most basic hypothesis if i have an idea don't turn it into like a project (laughs) like yeah right turn it into like a test or like a thing or like a small like what even saying mvp feels wrong it's like smaller than mvp and like ship that and just be like getting way more out the door yeah um and so, yeah, that's, like, my big kind of insight, I guess, is, like, no more premature optimization, stop assuming I know enough to, like, go bigger on anything, yep. and go smaller on everything. Yep. That's my my plan.
1: Perfect. Well, two things came to mind while you are talking about that. One is, that sounds very Derek Sivers, and... I'll just take any
0: excuse to mention oh, him on the podcast. Really, thank you. Yeah, I love Derek Sivers and admire him a lot. So if you, I was going to say, if you compare my thinking to his, I, I am very <laughs> grateful.
1: Well, it is, man. Everything trimmed down. Like I, I was just like mm. flipping through. Uh, Hell yeah or no? The book mm. that he just like yeah. just released, and it like it's just so amazing that an entire chapter is like one paragraph on one page. And when I read that paragraph, it clicked. I got it. I understood mm-hmm. the lesson. I even put the book down wandered through my apartment thinking about what I had learned and it's like I read one paragraph yeah (laughs) like not these other business books where I hear about like no offense but you know your great-grandmother who like cooked baked cookies or something like these crazy long (laughs) stories (laughs) to a point and you're like wow like your grandmother's super wise that's great but like Derek's like I'm just gonna tell you in a paragraph yeah (laughs) that's all you need like he he like literally I swear that guy wrote that book Like three years ago, and then spent three years just cutting it down to like its most core of core, where it's like, okay, here you go. This is the the smallest version of this I could ever give you, and I'm now giving it to you. And you're like, I love you because I can read this thing. Yes, thank you. Fast, get everything I need. Anyway, it's like one of the most like I I appreciate his work. So that that is what it's like, though. Like I do this with clients all the time. Like everyone kind of learned the term mvp now and we build software right we generally are building minimum viable products that Mm -hmm. people bring to market yeah um all the time we sit down and they'll literally write you know spec more or less the way that a business requirements can can be written like it has to have login it has to have payment it has to have this they'll say all this stuff and then like every time i've never sat down to a deal where someone has told me their list and i've gone wow you nailed it every time i'm like cut half of it like no and they get really uncomfortable of and they get confused because I'm yeah. a vendor. And I'm like, no, pay us less. We need to do less work and you need to get in a market sooner. And they get confused. And I'm like, that's what you need. Like, I'm not like, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. Like, I guess you can pay me double and we'll work harder. But like, doesn't mean you're going to have success. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, like it just confuses people because there's something way lower than what most people think their MVP is. It's like way lower and mm-hmm. it's really hard. And most of it is just based on a human well human nature of just being fearful yeah like yeah everyone's heard the the thing right if you if you release something to the market and you're not embarrassed by it you you took too long that's right. like a uh, colloquial right. kind of like yeah. yeah like if you're not embarrassed when it goes to market you took too long and you've probably won either missed the market window because we talked about timing earlier or like you just spent a lot more resources than you need to, to get something out there mm-hmm and uh anyway it's proven everyone's like look at airbnb's first website it's like crap ha 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 like and they do stuff like that yeah yeah, um, yeah. but it's but it's very true like if you're solving a real problem space for customers mm-hmm. like the early adopters won't care that mm-hmm. you didn't have like javascript that did the exactly. thing that made it exactly. slide in yeah. on your no, no. page nobody
0: cares yeah. like so yeah. anyway yeah and i already like deeply understand that and get all that right yeah um, But there's just always room for improvement. And for me, what it's like is, I think I'm, I guess there's two insights for me. Um, The first one I already kind of mentioned, which was like, remembering the fact that the chances, like just the probability that I know anything is like, 1%. Right. It's probably less. Right, yeah. it's just <laughs> like, country, understand. Yeah. Because yeah. I had originally been on that path of like, yeah. Oh, like three months should be enough time to learn some stuff. Yeah. And I have I've yeah, learned yeah. things about like the RPG industry for sure. I haven't mm-hmm. just been sitting here. No, right? obviously, <laughs> definitely learned some things. Um, but thinking like, OK, three months will be enough. And then I can sort of like place my bigger bet and like uh, monetize like that was yeah, kind of right. the the thinking and it's like no man <laughs> like no i don't know anything and yep. the bets should actually be smaller and more mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so yeah. that's like glad i caught myself with that um but the other thing is for me it's been about reimagining the format that an mvp can take mm. like because oh, yeah. yeah so because like, you could already argue I've been already pretty slim and yep. trim, right? Yep. Um, if you don't factor in all of the kind of, like, studying time I've been doing on, like, learning marketing and, like, yep. the audience building, if you just factor in product time, yep. each of my projects I've shipped, to, uh, one of which shipped, uh, like, this last quarter, two of which are going to ship, like, in January. Um yep. So, three total. The build time on each was, like... A month yeah or less so i'm like feeling really good it is so i'm <laughs> yeah. feeling like okay for like a, a a thing i can ship and like it's like a whole new website it's a product yeah uh, keeping that four weeks or less is like that already feels like pretty good velocity right and yep. a lot of small tests no brandon no it's not small yep. enough correct there's way That's still a lot of dev time four weeks, right? Yeah, there's there's I think just different formats. I think these things can take. And so that's what I'm re re reimagining. And so I'm imagining like I have like a list of project ideas, right? That I find very compelling and I'm looking at them and I'm like, uh, like even a month ago, I was like, okay, the MVP for this again, like kind of my targets always like, can I do it in four weeks? Right. Right. Yeah. So like what's the four week version? Right. But now it's shifted to like what's the what's the blog post version of yeah. this? Yeah. What's the two hour version? What's the yep. two hour MVP? Yep. What's the you know what? This one, uh, this might actually work as my initial thing just being like a bunch of tweets.
1: Right. right? Yeah. Th-
0: or this one actually the first thing might be a survey to my uh email list, which I have yep. been growing. You know what I mean? It's like just this mindset of like the format of like what the minimum viable, like, I guess maybe not product, but it's like, what's the, what's the smallest thing I can ship that will put me another step towards realizing this vision that this yes is a problem. And I think this is the solution. I've got a pitch for you, bro. Okay. Pitch me. Let's
1: Let's invent a term and we'll call it the minimum communicable idea minimum
0: communicable idea okay yeah i you like a that. better word
1: for communicable but like that's
0: the first way i could come of it the one i'm the the word i the phrase i have in this like yeah. sheet i've give, made give me something. It's it's, be uh, just next smallest step it's like, oh yeah next best action yeah next best, that's a, best that's, action that's yeah.
1: a famous thing and like what i was running or doing the stuff with business intelligence productive analytics mm-hmm. that is the holy grail really of analytics if you could figure out okay. how to process someone's data and then be like here is your next best action okay you've won you've unlocked the world and ibm yeah, was struggling with forever. <laughs> well i mean because when you think about it you give someone all the data and yeah. then the next layer is insight because you can That's show them hard, their reported yeah. data yeah but then it's like okay what's your next best help move? people That's understand hard. it yeah and then the really hard is like your literal next best the action this is what do. you do yeah okay cool and the computer telling you that but anyway that's amazing, because yeah, like if you troll it down oh, all the man. way, you're right. What next, is the next minimum action?
0: communicable idea? It's a mouthful. Yeah,
1: medical, I, <laughs> yeah I know. We need a better term, but, but I'm like i was just trying to obviously use the yeah. M. But like there, yeah. there is a spot there. You're right, because like, but that's what it is. You're you're able now to articulate what this idea is and Mm -hmm. say it to the market in such a way, which maybe it's a survey, maybe it's a blog post, maybe it's a series of tweets, doesn't matter, but you're able to communicate the concept in Mm -hmm. such a way that the market would understand it and they can now provide feedback. Mm -hmm. That's the most minimal thing. Mm Because obviously we got on a podcast together, I could ramble through my theories of spaces and where markets are going to go, mm-hmm. but none of them are an idea yet. Like I don't have the thing exactly like the way, yeah. the 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 line that I'm going to use or unique yeah. insight. So yeah,
0: and so I want to clarify something here yeah. because I think it's maybe even just to refine my own thinking. Maybe I haven't invented anything helpful uh, for me. Yeah. I, this is going to be super helpful, I think. But Great. I'm thinking of like how to frame this for people or communicate it to other people. Um, yeah. you see this kind of thing, you think, I thought I saw this kind of thing all the time when you study, like, what do you do uh, to like f- found a company? Like what, yeah, is the, right. I'm like really into the microconf community right yeah. now. Right. I'm like yeah. diving into that. Um, I did join it on Slack and I, we talked about that. Like, and I was like wondering I did and I'm in and I like it, um, nice. Amazing. but everyone talks about this stuff all the time about how to validate your idea. And the, the advice you always get is like, sell it before you build it, sell it. Before yeah, yeah, you build right. It. So I'm like, yes, no, I, I agree. I can do that, right? Um, and so the classic example is like you put up a landing page and right. you show the prototype or so, like just screenshots. It's not even real. And you just yeah. collect emails. And that's an example. It's like, OK, you got a bunch of emails. You've now seen real demand. Uh, and then the the better one that people do is like have a prototype, right? A video, yeah. whatever. And you show them uh, and you get the credit card. It's like, yeah, they buy it. It's like, okay, yeah. that's really strong validation. Um, and there's a, a few other ones like this. Mm-hmm. Um, there's the one that, that sort of Tim, it's in the four hour work week, I think. In some form, he does it with magazines or something. But it's like you buy ads. You can do paid yeah. ads and say like, I'm just going to get the paid ad out and it drives people to this thing and then they can convert and you can be like, oh, it's actually not ready. Um, Yeah. A lot of people do that. Yeah. Yeah. So these are all like tactics and they're great. But you know what's Like I've just learned about this and I don't know why I didn't notice this before is all of them in my mind sort of subtly imply more of like an MVP standing behind all of those. It's like you're actually showing screens of like an app. Yeah, you're actually sh- selling the thing, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what I've so I've been searching for like, OK, what's that thing that then I can execute these tactics on? And for me, it was a trap. It was like yep. a limiting belief. Yep. It's like because in all of those examples, you still imagine like a web app, like a SaaS app. Yeah. Right. You'd like have a design. Yeah. At least. You have the SaaS app you're trying to sell, yeah. right? You have yeah. like a product, right? Yep. yep. I'm in like a stage that's like more primordial than that. Yep, it's like earlier. It's like I don't like. Yeah, I think SaaS is a great business model and, and likely what I'm aiming for in the long term. But that might might not be my first one, right? Right, <laughs> right. I, I might yeah. not. There might be other things I should sell first, right? As like stair steps, following mm-hmm. the stair stepping approach, right? Um, or like even kind of thinking through an app and getting the interface together might even be too much for some of the ideas I have. Right. Yeah. So I'm really like suddenly just starting to understand this and be like, yeah, what's the what's the minimum communicable bit of this idea? And if that passes a flag or a test and I I get that out there and I kind of write it up or communicate it and the market comes back and and gives me some energy. Yeah then I can make, ma- then maybe that's a couple days making like an interface. Yep. And then if that's good, then maybe that's a, a week making a yeah. prototype. Right. And it's like stare, even stair-stepping idea validation kind of. Yeah. Right. Which is what you should do though. Like I know, I know, man, I'm that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm really bought into this, but for some reason, just sort of all the tactics I'd been shown and the mantras I'd learned, it didn't, yeah. it never clicked really. Yeah, but And I mean, even myself also... in the last few months, like my, in my mind, I'm like these products, I'm putting them out there. That's a really concrete way for me to sort of see where energy is in the market and learn. Right? And they're yeah. all like four week builds. To me, that felt really quick. And, yeah. and it, it is, I think by some measures, but by the measure of like what I can actually be doing personally and the, the, the level of ideas and variety I can be putting out and testing in a more real way. Yeah. I was limiting myself. Well, yeah, of course, but you're also,
1: sorry, this is like a weird thought pattern. It's like hard to figure out how to phrase, um, when you go out and you try to take this advice from people and they all say like, you know, yeah, build. So th- those are super famous examples. Make a landing page, get some traffic.
0: Yeah. The main principle is always sell it before you build it. Yeah. Right. Like so sell it before you build it, but better yeah. yet, sell it before you build it. Yeah. Cause
1: essentially the short answer is it will always be crazy cheaper to like, sell it before you build it. Cause as soon as you go to build time in engineering, it just costs money, right? You're hiring talented well, individuals who have higher salaries to do well, things. Yeah. But it's also like just
0: area. massively less risk. Risk. Yeah. Because almost every single time a SaaS fails, it's cause they built something. And took too long, and then shifted, and like they didn't get the traction right. passed enough. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and they like missed the mark. They didn't actually yeah. talk to the customer, yeah. right? They didn't hit the pain yeah. point. They're pivoting. That's why they
1: raise venture, and yeah. then they get on the venture capital the hamster wheel and you get it, the money. whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, all those things are true. The problem that I have with all these things is when you go read about them, it's like basically every single method of these is like, let's assume you're a highly talented builder. So you're, mm-hmm. you've, you've gone into a fang stock. You've been shipping for like four or five years and now you're leaving. Mm-hmm. Like, so you're, you're leaving like a high end, great tech mm-hmm. job yeah. and you're going to start your own career. You're starting, or sorry, you're starting not you already have a career. You're starting your own company. And, uh, so you're off you go and then you go read this feedback. All of it basically just says, be good at marketing. That's all it says. Mm-hmm. Get people to give you attention and come to your thing. And then read about it. And that's how you'll learn if it's good. It's like, not really. You'll learn if you're good at marketing. If you're a person who has a personality, who has a Twitter following and you tweet, hey, I'm working on a new thing, you're going to get attention.
0: Right? Yeah. Sorry, yeah that's, that's what you're getting. Yeah. And
1: then if you suddenly falsify that as like a, a false positive yeah. and you go, Oh, I got a hundred people to my landing page. It must be good. It's like, no, those are a hundred people who want to hire you to come work at their company. And they're looking <laughs> at what you're doing. Yeah.
0: Right. That's like, like and half of like, my audience right now. Right. Like, like, like but I mean, what people list, do. People that's why really I always precarious. get frustrated with it. and want to hire Yeah.
1: Me. So truly you, to me, yeah. Yeah. True. Seriously. Hey, all these people are great. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, they definitely motivate us and we love you. Um, but it's just inter- like, I just get worried about those false positives because all of those people are public figures and they go on stages and they do talks and they say, drive traffic to a page. And yeah. I'm like, okay, I get it. So what they probably actually are trying to say is build a page, put it somewhere. Don't talk about it personally. Don't use any of your secret juice yet. Mm-hmm. Buy paid ads. Mm hmm. And drive ad based traffic to a web page and see if you can convert it because yeah. it's still ultra low cost compared to building something, like ultra, literally yeah. engineering a thing, right? Do you have any? So it's like
0: just sort of quick sidebar. Do you have yeah. any idea just randomly of the number of investment you would want to do to get that to be like a solid test? It's like a thousand oh, bucks yeah. or a hundred bucks? Uh, no,
1: calculate margin of
0: error. So you need to know your total
1: population size. Uh huh. Um, and then the total population size, you can do the calculation backwards. Like, that's how you calculate margin of error. You want your margin of error to be below like 2% threshold. But basically, the larger a population is, the less you need of the slice of that population. So, forget something. You need to
0: determine population size.
1: Yeah. So, for you, it's and like you would entire... do that
0: by thinking through what, like, how much you can think you can charge and like how much you want to make. Is that.
1: Uh, yeah i mean you could you could look i mean at this early stage you could definitely it doesn't have to be perfect uh, scientific sampling so like what i would do is just what's the market i'm trying to sell in and how big is that market oh, okay so how many people are ttrpg players if i was releasing a product into mm-hmm. that if yeah. it was only D specific i'd reduce that population <laughs> Not just by much i know but <laughs> like i'm market. just saying like i would you know be fair okay. about it sure okay because um, so the- what we we're doing, Anyway, when we were doing it, we were looking at tests. We would use the population of actual tattoo artists in the in, in North America, for example, mm-hmm. to like calculate mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for the most case, like a hundred, hundred. Like bucks? if you get a hundred people to come to a website and do something, yeah, like yeah. you're fine. And most okay. of the time, to get a conversion from Facebook, like as in someone, not not true conversion. If someone clicks on an ad and comes to your page on Facebook, so yeah. just a an intent or whatever, yeah, is like pretty low cost, like below from a buy Facebook, yeah. Yeah, it's like below a buck to get a person to click a link and come. It's like 30 cents usually. depends on the the cost of the ad, obviously, yeah, what course, yeah. market you're advertising, all this crap, but like pretty low cost, like mm, hundred to cool. a couple hundred bucks, you should know. And test, you should test different audiences. You should see what Facebook, what Twitter, what Instagram, what Google ads brings you. So you should be running something stratified. Obviously, use mm-hmm. if you know your market doesn't go to Instagram, don't use Instagram. Yep. There's some basic yep. things like that, but yeah. Yep. Anyway, you should do that more so than just use this weird arbitrary like it's just I don't like it that people tell everyone who have this crazy like it just bothers me. If you're a banker and you have great talent building, you shouldn't think that your ideas are bad because you don't know how to market. That's the point I'm trying to make mm, here. Right. Because all of these people are like, get traffic. It'll tell you if it's good. And I'm like that that you're telling people to go like use a skill set that you can study for like 20 years. Like yeah <laughs> just do marketing to get to your page you're like that's not fair and then you, if you go read <laughs> oh. like tim ferris or you read like even hittin cha and like amazing people like they all have these massive followings now yeah so when they're shipping landing pages they're getting data back like it's crazy, crazy. Like, yeah because yeah, they that have way. followings yeah. Yeah. and like yeah. these other you know some you know
0: love and that's woman a, those named are, those are like, B- examples but good ones yeah actually. those are extreme extreme yeah. versions of this concept where 100 percent in yeah. many ways people will Will signal a validation or like a payment or whatever for for the person, not for the yes the pro the solution yeah. to this problem. Yeah, right? like uh Sivers actually is a great example. Yeah, like Sivers has won me though. I guess maybe that's not a good, good example because his product at this point is himself. So true. Yeah, so we're <laughs> buying into that. that yeah, um, I but care about maybe like if like Sivers say. shipped yeah. a web app that wasn't sure he wouldn't. But Maybe. Yeah. And it was like to solve a problem for a market, like kind of what I'm trying to do. Yeah. Like I would be way more inclined to just buy, to be like supporting him or just checking out, like as I'm curious, right? Kicking the tires, right? Yep. Uh, Cool. I guess, yeah. A a good
1: example of this is there's a, there's a really early product in a category that I care about and they've won me over and I've given them money Mm -hmm. and it's a product called clay. Mm -hmm. Um, and it promises. So this is kind of in the minimum communicable idea, Space. They actually build an app now, but okay. at the idea level, they they won me over because basically, one of the things if i if I had to say that I have a secret power, one of them is like making friends, okay. And like friends is a strong word, but sure. making acquaintances and stuff, sure. like getting a base level of connection with someone and staying in touch,
0: mm-hmm.
1: which means I just know a lot of people and I like to connect people. Mm-hmm. I'm a connector type personality. I enjoy it, and I don't generally try to take any value out of it. I just like putting yeah. people together. Yeah, they've make- done this for me many times. And yeah, I right. It. Uh, Great. (laughs) So I just know like this appears to be a secret thing by pure observation because a lot of other friends don't appear to be able to do this.
0: They don't seem to know that the same number of people. It's kind of hard. It's a weird thing. Track and stay on top of like that many connections to other people is like definitely challenging I think for most. Exactly. So so I so I just do that by the nature of
1: the way my brain works. I don't know. (laughs) So suddenly someone's like I've tried before to use a CRM tool to Mm -hmm. do it. To get better at it, yeah. I should say,
0: uh, and it never works. It no always feels weird, cheap, I've, like wrong. Yeah, I've heard this feedback from many times in many places that like yeah. no one's ever built a good CRM. It's like a perpetually unsolved problem. So yeah, you probably exactly. Need some innovation here.
1: Yeah, like totally so,
0: different way of thinking about it.
1: Yeah, so I so I got pitched essentially by a friend who was using this product called Clay mm-hmm. that's supposed to be your personal CRM. Okay, and it's that's that's its whole thing was just like we are going to take your personal data and like help you um, mm-hmm. keep in touch with your, your network, like your contacts mm-hmm. in an authentic way. Like mm-hmm. that's kind of the wording they're using. And it was like very Apple-esque marketing pages and stuff. Okay. But at the end of the day, I was like, this is a problem that I have that I think is a, a strength of mine. Mm-hmm. And I, and I believe in the strengths finder theory where it's like if you lean into your strengths you will be way more successful. I shouldn't say believe. There's actual data on that. You'll be 36% more successful if you follow your strengths <laughs> okay. instead of okay. instead of supporting your weaknesses. You can go read a Gallup strengths finder. Check it out. It's okay. amazing. Okay. Um, but seriously, yeah, those who play to their strengths and don't worry about filling in weaknesses generally outperform. Um, so I was like, I will give money. So because they, 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 they did this whole thing, they 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 wouldn't show you the tool, no screenshots. They have like a blanket ban on yeah. users in the alpha. Like if they post about a screenshot or something, they get kicked off the alpha, oh, like all this stuff. They're hardcore. The like thing. no one can see this. You only get to read their landing page and then give them $20 a month. It's the tension. Yeah. The They'll like, give thing. me 20 bucks a month and I'll give you this tool. So I was like, all right. So I just did it because like that's how much of a problem it is to huh. me. like, I want yeah. this to be better. And uh, anyway, I'm working with them. I've said like I've never... I don't think I've ever used a tool in alpha other than the original World of Warcraft when you and I were playing on the alpha of that. Uh, I've never sent this much bug feedback because I really care. care. Wow. I want this thing to oh, work. Wow. I I am sending so
0: much Interesting. Man. The CEO has plenty. emailed
1: me like three times and it's not the automated nonsense that the yeah. CEO sends it. like literally emailing me being like, finally, he sent me one where he's like, I looked you up. And I see that you actually have a product background. It all makes sense. That was his email to me. I get <laughs> like, it now. It was really fun. <laughs> like, like, how you sending sending all
0: these tickets? Yeah, you, like, you also know I'm weirdly good at bug finding. So like. Yeah, you are actually. You always find <laughs> like, the broken stuff instantly. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: It's the CEO is just like, dude.
0: Man, that's awesome. <laughs> what's going on here? Anyway,
1: awesome. World The story is uh, they communicated the idea appropriately. Personal CRM for the in, insane purpose of just staying in better touch with your personal network. Mm-hmm. Pers- so they won me on all the data security I really too. they like that store stuff that's in a private actually, that's why you're paying more that money. actually
0: sounds really valuable yeah. to me yeah they're not using public servers um but yeah it's it's really good every year at some point especially as a parent I'm, the thought always oh, yeah. crosses my mind on like oh god i'm such a bad friend like, i know and and i know that like it's fine, but as humans, I know it's kind of like what you were saying at the start of our conversation about twenty twenty and reaching out yeah. to a person and telling yeah, them just how they really helped you. Yeah. It's the amount of effort that it needs to like radically improve um a relationship standing. It's just yeah. like it's outsized, right? Like the tiniest yeah. gesture is so valuable. Just a yeah. note. Just like yeah. hey, I thought about you today. Like how you doing? Yep. Yeah. That's all. That's all you need but it's like hard to do. Yeah. It's really Adam, it it's just I, hard to I, stand
1: Yeah, I hit a I hit a pretty hard bottom like mental health wise this year. So I went back into therapy. So I'm doing CBT therapy now. Um which is also why I was talking about it earlier cuz I'm it's very fresh in my mind. Um and one of the things of that was like working on my mindfulness in it. and So I went back to my meditation practice, like all the stuff, like re, you know, redoing all the things, right? Getting this this stuff in place. And part of it was this, you know, reach out to people, mm-hmm. tell them you're grateful for them. Mm-hmm. So I went through that and I decided that it would be more novel because I've been pretty good about this. Like, like, as mentioned, I've been working on this for like 10 years now, like probably more. Um, So I thought about like people I hadn't spoken to like 10 years ago because I didn't have a good practice for this type of stuff. Yeah. Um, Anyway, to shortchange it, like I, uh, I reached out to somebody who helped me a lot when I was an intern at like mm-hmm. my very first gig at oh, like Cognos. Wow. Okay, cool. Yeah. So there was this. Uh, anyway, great guy. Uh, I don't want to mention him because just sure. unfair to bring him up. Uh, I think without his permission. So anyway, but like I was an intern, high school student at Cognos, like working on like WYSIWYG editors and like a wiki, basically mm-hmm. to try and help the sales team mm-hmm. sell better. Didn't know anything, and this guy just really helped me a lot was there for me, helped show me code, was like pointing me to like W3 schools, which I didn't know existed. Like just the most basic of things, but like helping out like this high school kid, trying to figure his life out. And anyway, I sent him a note just being like, Hey, and like with a direct quote too, like I really remember this one meeting we had. That was great. It's the guy was just really happy. Like really, really happy. Yeah, of course he was. Yeah. Like Like, just couldn't believe that I I'd really remembered. We'd sort of like, we connected on Facebook, I think. And so we were like connected, But but like, and like linkedin at some point but like we didn't talk for like 10 years yeah. so i just sent him this note on linkedin cuz we had we were connected there just said whatever the thing I'm pretty short and anyway it's like kind of we started talking again and That's it's awesome. uh it's been really awesome like especially on i mean by proximity to the fact of like it's a business that i'm running too like he's also in a very important position inside of a fortune like 50 company Right. which I
0: didn't really realize.
1: Right. Because I wasn't thinking about that. I was just literally That's thinking of the thing. The That's what's great I about it. It's just like an authentic
0: yeah. connection. It's not like yeah. you you know those like Facebook messages you get or whatever. Oh yeah. after 10 years and someone's like, "Hey, how are you doing?" And like within five minutes they've followed like, up good? with the thing yeah. they want from you and it's, it's usually like, that uh, you got to buy some sort of multi-level marketing yeah it's always those yeah, <laughs> yeah i know yeah, exactly. well, i don't know why they what they must so all do? have the same curriculum in their schools on like how to become rich and they'll just tell Probably. you to like go to all your facebook connections with this yeah, 100%, group, right yeah God,
1: no, and like, and that's the thing to be clear. Like, I'm not doing a deal, there's nothing happening, none of that. It was just 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 like, like, I just reached reached out to someone, yeah. And then I saw the job title when he replied, and I was like, Oh man, like you're there now, and like we talked a bit about it. He's like, Yeah, you know, Mm -hmm. went on this little journey. It's like, Cool, we just had like a nice hangout, and anyway, we've just been in touch, and like, it's it just feels nice too. Anyway, of course, I'd like to repeat that to death.